What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire training camp and preseason. I was used to saying uh, off-season, but now I can say throughout in the entire training camp period, make sure you can check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. There are new articles up there every single day covering the Dallas Cowboys, and we are getting ready. We are getting ready for training camp talk because there are clips out there. We, we will get ready to discuss how this first practice hinted at some of the early plans that the Cowboys could have in the trenches, both on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball, some of the injury updates, and of course, additional notes, plus the one cool thing segment uh, that we have every single week over here on primetime. Let's see some of your comments before we get into any of that, though. What's up, Professor O? Thank you for being here. We also have Robert Chuk. Craig saying James Washington is looking fat. I don't think that's accurate, but Craig is just, you know, trying to get James Washington out of this roster. He, he's been doing that for the entire offseason. I respect it. I respect it. But hey, you, you do what you got to do. What's up, Laura? Thank you for being on the show. What is up, David? Thank you for being here. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Joe as well over at Facebook. Yes, I am. Yes, I am, Professor O. I am joining your show on Friday. I cannot wait. Uh, I didn't know that Kyle was going to be on the show. That's amazing. It will be an honor as well to be with him. I have never been on a show with him. I have never been on a show with Matt Owen, but make sure you tune in. It will be on Twitter Spaces. If I am not mistaken, if I am Professor O, please let me know. But let's get into this Cowboys conversation. Let's talk about how this first practice hinted towards some of the early plans for the Cowboys along the defensive line. Now, let's get the most obvious one out of the way right away, right off the bat, because we had an early answer at what is going to happen with Michael Parsons. And Michael McCarthy was asked about this this morning before the actual practice. He was asked about it during the press conference. He didn't want to commit to an a number or percentual answer, but he said that he will be spending time with the linebackers as well as with the edge rushers. And he did just that in the first practice. We saw Mike as an off-the-ball linebacker. We saw him rushing the passer. We saw him blow by Terrence Steele without any single issue. I'm sure that some of you watched that clip, but Mike is just showing off that tremendous speed and how it allows his, it allows him to win in the NFL. So, you know, it's not much of an answer. We already knew that Michael Parsons was going to be doing a little bit of everything. It did sound like he was rushing the passer way more than playing off-ball linebacker, but that might be my impression only, and it's just day one of training camp. I'm sure there will be days in which Micah will be playing primarily as an off-ball linebacker, and there will be days in which he will be primarily rushing the passer. Now, there's another little bit of, um, of a note on the defense that I kind of noticed that it flew under the radar, 
but it won't fly under the radar here on prime time because not that long ago we had a question on the show because uh, about Sam Williams playing inside someone asked why can't Sam Williams play defensive tackle and we discussed that question a little bit here on the prime time show was it yesterday actually i think it was i think it was last night well and i believe it was Lauren Michael who made that question well we saw that today. We saw Sam Williams, and this is from the clip in which Dak Prescott tries to find James Washington deep. We saw Sam Williams play inside with Dorrance Armstrong playing on the edge. I thought that was interesting because, as you guys know, Dan Quinn likes to play with this, and I love the looks in which we get Marcus Lawrence on the inside with Michael on the outside. But it's, you know, noteworthy that Sam Williams is getting that shot this early in training camp. And I like it because I don't know about you. I will actually bring this question up to the chat. But do you like the Sam Williams pick even better if he can also play inside? Because my answer has to be yes. Some people might not like the idea of him playing both positions or, or getting that opportunity. But I do like it because it gives him a chance as a second rounder. It gives him more of a chance to play as a rookie. We've been talking about Sam Williams being part of a rotation with Dante Fowler. We've been talking about him rotating with uh, even Durant Armstrong. And it might be tough for him to get that much playing time as a rookie but if he also gets the chance to compete for those snaps on the inside you would have to love it uh i would say that it would definitely be you know a better pick for me if you can do that as a rookie some of your question uh, answers here robert chook goes with the yes craig doesn't like it better with him playing on the inside lumen says sure joey bella says no outside He's like he DeMarcus were. That's high praise from Joey headed uh, Sam Williams's way. I like it. And I like that Dan Queen continues to look for ways to make the most out of his players. Find out if he can bring something to the table on the inside. We talked about it last night. Williams did play a lot as a four-eye when he was in Ole Miss, which is pretty much a defensive tackle that will be a defensive end that will be lined up a little bit more towards the inside than your regular defensive end. Your defensive end, sorry. So yeah, I like that. Nicholas says, I like the Sam Williams pick regardless, but yes, I like all the guys being able to play any position on the line, especially because I love those fronts that the Cowboys, you know, threw out on the field last year in obvious passing situations in which you had four defensive ends on the defensive line some people call that a nascar front i don't know how the cowboys call it but i like those looks i actually love them and it's not like the cowboys have a pass rushing defensive tackle that you have to have on the field in passing situations so i like when they throw out those looks thank you to lumen thank you fluid defense is awesome says stephen white i agree Big Flock says, line up best position per the play, whoever the player is. Yeah, 
Give me that. Give me a little bit of Sam Williams playing on the inside. Watching these clips from training camp, that's one of the things that I thought flew a little bit under the radar. That's number 54 right there over uh, Tyler Smith. And I think it was noteworthy. And I'm looking forward to seeing more on that. So that was on the defensive side of the ball. Both Micah Parsons and Sam Williams getting some attention early in training camp. But, you know, there was also a little bit of news on the offensive trenches. Because we did see, and I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here on the show, but I think it fits what we're talking about. We did see Tyler Smith working with the first team with the first team in this first practice. Now, he wasn't the first left guard out there because Connor McGovern actually had the opening reps, but Tyler Smith still worked with the first team. They were rotating out there on the field, which is a good sign, I believe, for Tyler Smith. I honestly, and this is a question for you guys as well, from 1 to 10, how much of a sure thing do you believe is Tyler Smith starting at left guard in week one because you see Connor McGovern out there getting the opening reps and you gotta wonder how much is that just the Cowboys trying to figure out a way to make Tyler Smith quote-unquote earn it because they essentially have handed him the starting job since the moment they drafted him and even in the post-draft press conference they talked about him playing on the inside, and it has always seemed like Tyler Smith is only competing with himself for the job. This is one of the most interesting position battles to watch in training camp, but I don't believe it's as, you know, I don't believe it's really Tyler Smith versus Connor McGovern. I think it's just Tyler Smith fighting for his own job. It's all up to him, up to him to be the starter. Because we saw what, what happened when the Cowboys played in McGovern last year. Didn't work out. They benched Connor Williams after the penalties. Started to get a little bit out of control. And it didn't take long for McGovern to return the job. So I agree with your scores, honestly. From 1 to 10, how much of a sure thing is Tyler Smith starting at left guard in week 1? Craig goes with the 8. Dallas Junk goes with the 9. Robert with the four, seven, 10 from Bruce, 9.75, says Joey Bella to be exact, 8.89. Now, Toxic Tom says, Cam starts when the Pats come on. It, you know, it does. But looking at how the coaches are lining up these players and how they're using them, you can start getting answers right away from day one on what plans can be or what they are exploring with because and and joe actually had something about this he uh, he said on facebook remember in practice they're playing flag football so don't get too excited because someone had a big pass or a big interception i agree with that and with what toxic tom had to say but also you know to me this early in training camp it's all about where are players lining up what formations is the team throwing out there so for example on defense a lot of tree safety looks, which is a trend in the NFL that the Cowboys have followed since last year, playing with Jaron Kears plus two other safeties. We're still seeing that on training camp. But hey, I, I agree with the high scores on Tyler Smith. I would go with, with a nine, honestly. I think 
I don't see Connor McGovern starting one single game for the Cowboys this year. And it will be risky. It will be risky to throw out there, uh, to throw Tyler Smith out there so early, especially because the Cowboys will face some killer defensive tackle duos early in the season, pretty much for the first six weeks of the season. They're facing elite players at defensive tackle. So I guess it will be trial by fire for Tyler Smith. But he did rotate with Connor McGovern on day one of training camp. Let's see. I don't want to hand out anything with people in shorts, says Toxic Tom. <laughs> Talking about, you know, the pads coming on and we waiting for it. Iceberg Slim says that Sam Williams is a dark horse for defensive rookie of the year with nine sacks. You know, I would love, I would love for Sam Williams to have a shocking rookie season. I will say that it's a tough year to win that award because as opposed to 2021, there were a lot of edge rushers on this one. You have Hutchinson, you had Trayvon Walker, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau drafted early. And last year, that wasn't really the case. So I would say that it's more than a dark horse. I, I, I think it's a very long, long, long shot for Sam Williams to end up with that award. But hey, I, I, I hope that Iceberg is right and Sam Williams proves us wrong. I would love to see that. Anyway, some injury updates for the Cowboys as well in this opening day of training camp. Jabril Cox trained with the Cowboys for the first time since his injury. Uh, that was pretty great news to hear. Some of us thought that maybe it would take some extra time. Maybe Jabril Cox was set to start the, the training camp period on pop, but that wasn't the case. He's activated. He will be on a pitch count, though, according to Mike McCarthy, and he said that they will need to be smart about how they use Jabril Cox in training camp. And I think that's smart. Uh, they, they do need to be smart with this linebacker. It was an ACL injury after all. You don't want to force anything, especially since Jabril Cox will be fighting for a starting role on this defense. Leighton Vanderish, among others, might have an edge, but Jabril Cox is going to fight for that starting role. That's a sure thing. He might not get that big of an opportunity, though, early in training camp. So we'll see what happens with him. But great news to hear that he will not be on any of the injury lists at this stage. Meanwhile, Michael Gallup, and this was more than expected, is starting the season, the, the training camp period, on the physically unable to perform list. Now, a note that is obvi that obviously needs to be made is that Gallup can be activated at any moment. So this doesn't mean that he will miss the first six weeks of the season. That only happens when the season starts. Right now, though, he can be on pop without any issue. And there are some who believe, to be specific, Todd Archer, that Gallup will be a part of the Cowboys opening 53-man roster. It seems like that is a real possibility. And Todd Archer has said on Twitter that the expectation for Michael Gallup is for him to miss one or two games. So there were some pretty bleak outlooks 
thrown around throughout the entire offseason about Gallup potentially missing six games or four games. Some people even went as far as saying that he was going to miss half the season. But Todd Archer, for a while now, has been pushing the narrative on Gallup's return taking place earlier than many would expect. So good news on that front for sure. Parsons Diggs Defense 711 says, Mo, why is Lyle Collins on the non-football injury list in Cincinnati? Great question. They were talking about a back condition. Some people have been, you know, speculating that it was about the body weight for Lyle Collins. We'll see what happens there. I hope that he's able to play. I want to see the Bengals lining up Lyle Collins on that offense because I want to see Joe Voro play behind a better offensive line, honestly. But yeah, he's on that list indeed. And some people, you know, have been taking a big three lap on that front. Uh, Joe says, I believe Gallup won't be ready to play until December if he has no setbacks. I don't know, Joe. I don't know. I, I will be, I will side with the optimists here. I will go with Todd Arker for now. Uh, I just feel like a lot of people have been out there just putting out these timetables without any specific numbers and the fact that Todd Archer is being specific and saying that he will miss one to two you know one to two weeks I will be optimistic on that front now Hugh says pup is now four weeks during the season thank you to Hugh now that is during the season exactly right now though he can be activated at any moment so I would guess that he would be activated uh, in order for him to make the 53-man roster before, you know, the whole roster moves begin to take place once the original 53 are set. Let's see some of your comments here on the on the YouTube chat. There was a funny one that I wanted to get to. This is Tom asking, do you have a curfew? You must be a juvenile. You have your parents' permission to be a Cowboys fan. Sometimes these comments, man, can get <laughs> so random. <laughs> Shout out to Tom. Thank you for the love. Thank you for being here on the show. Dallas Young, thank you for your comment and your donation. Anthony Brown, keeping that number two cornerback spot, he is solid. We'll talk about Anthony Brown actually in a few moments here because he had one of the best, you know, moments. Toxic Town says Dallas is always accurate when it comes to injury time length. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But hey, Todd Archer, though. Todd Archer's reports are optimistic. We'll see. We'll see. Now, remember, Gallup did have surgery in February. And he waited, supposedly, because if you wait until the inflammation dies down on the knee, the way I understand it, the recap is easier and it can be quicker. So maybe Michael Gallup had a point in waiting for his surgery. We'll see. Only time will tell. You know, Mike, Michael McCarthy said in the press conference that Gallup has had no setbacks, that he's in the quote-unquote fourth quarter of his rehab. And we saw the videos of him working with lateral movement. And it looks like Gallup might actually end up uh, end up being back earlier than we expected it to. Bruce says that he will be back by spooky season. 
Might come back earlier. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I know we're used to certain timetables for ACL injuries. But also I'm saying these processes, man, these rehab, these rehab uh, strategies, they have been getting a little bit more innovative every single year. They're innovating on that front. Michael Gallup might, might be back earlier than we expected him to be. Tammy, what is up? Welcome to the show over at Facebook. So some more additional notes before we get out of here and before we get to the one cool thing. We already talked about Tyler Smith working with the first team. We saw garden caps. And for those of you who have not uh, seen any clips out of training camp, those are the things that the offensive defensive linemen are wearing. Uh, I believe linebackers as well and tight ends. They need to wear these garden caps. Those are in order to reduce the impact of head-to-head -head impacts or, you know, just overall impacts to the head. I was reading an article from NFL.com. They talked to the, the, the chief medic that's pushing these garden caps, and they have found that they will reduce the you know the risk free head injury by 10% when one player is wearing them and by 20% if two players are wearing them i thought it was interesting because it turns out that they're not looking for an impact only during training camp but also during the regular season the point being that they can reduce the amount of cumulative blows to the head that they can you know receive throughout the year so pretty interesting stuff some teams are mandating, and I believe the Steelers are, for example, every position group to wear these garden caps. The Cowboys are sticking to only those who are completely required. More notes. We saw Anthony Brown get the pick six. It was, you know, a Dak Prescott pass to the flat zone. Anthony Brown picks it up, takes it to the house. All while in the background, you listen to a fan yelling, that's the Dak we know. Man, I expect that on Twitter. But if you're there in Oxnard watching these practices, and that's the first thing that you think of yelling when Dak Prescott throws that at pick six, this fan base is something else. This fan base can get really insane sometimes. I know we want the Cowboys to win. I know we want uh, you know, the Cowboys to take the next step. But I thought that was a hilarious moment that kind of paints the picture as to how some crazy Cowboys fans are out there. You're an Oxnard and you're yelling that. Crazy. Uh, another note, James Washington back at it. He was limited towards the OTAs period. Now he's back in practice. We saw Dak Prescott looking for him deep on one of the clips that went viral. They didn't connect. Some people say that Dak Prescott missed him. Some say that it was a catchable pass. But James Washington is back. And he's fighting for that number two role while Michael Gallup returns with Jalen Tolbert. One of the most fun battles to watch. Even if Craig over at Facebook will say that he will not make the team. I think James Washington is close to being a lock. To make the to make the team, honestly. <clears throat> Dallas Cowboys says truly sick ass fans. They are, <laughs> they are, man. I'm not saying I'm not saying everyone is, but some people are just 
crazy. <laughs> Paul says boring. Paul, thank you for, you know, still taking the time to throw out a comment out there. Uh, let's see. Mo Parsons digs defense. If you tell Sam Williams has four plus sacks, is that a good season? It would depend on his playing time. It has to depend on, on how much he is playing. I believe, based on the expectations of playing time that we have for Sam Williams, which is being part of a rotation with Fowler and Armstrong, in which he isn't likely to be the leader of that rotation, I would say that's probably a decent number. Four plus sacks. Yeah, I would say so. But it does depend on, on how much he is playing. You need that. As Ninja is saying in the chat, you need that context. If Fowler and, and Armstrong end up getting injured and he becomes the starter, then that's a bad season, I would say, probably. Now, you also want to look into pressure rates and all of that because sacks do not tell the whole story. But I would say based on the expectations of his playing time right now, that could be a very decent number for Sam Williams. So anyways, before we get out of here, before we get out of here, ladies and gentlemen, as we do every Wednesday night, for those of you who are new to the show, and do me a favor, by the way, hit the like button, share the stream. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about Primetime. As we do every Wednesday, what is your one cool thing of the week? Let me know in the Facebook chat, in the YouTube chat. This can be anything, something sports-related, non-sports related, uh, personal, professional, whatever you want it to be. What is your one cool thing of the week? Lumen says, one cool thing, you and the ADCites. Shout out to the ADCites. Thank you for supporting the show. Uh, football is back, says Ninja. That has to be the single coolest thing of the week. You know what, guys? I hate myself because <laughs> I don't really hate myself. Do not worry. But my one cool thing was going to be a little bit of a show and tell. And I forgot it on the other room. I cannot go get it. Honestly, uh, I will save it <laughs> probably for tomorrow or something. I, I owe it to you. I expect 20 sacks from Micah, says Danny. Robert says, one good thing, football is back. Ninja corrects himself and he says, Football is back. Cowboys football is back. King Element says that Kelvin Joseph getting cleared is definitely my coolest thing of the week. Hey, you know, it's bittersweet. And, you know, there are some dabs there for, for Cowboys fans because you're still not happy about the entire situation. But I guess, I guess it's cool. I, I guess it is a cool thing. And it means something positive for the Cowboys football-wise. They're getting a... a you know, a, a high caliber player back. Joey Bella says, staying in my cow. Oh, wow. Staying in my cousin's million dollar home for the week while she is on vacation. I guess you can consider it your vacation as well, Joey. That's awesome. <laughs> Bruce says, my cool thing is I am off for the weekend. That's awesome, Bruce. I hope that you enjoy your vacation as well. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight. Thank you for sharing the show. Thank you for hitting the like button. And thank you for tuning in as you do 
every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central. I will see you tomorrow night. Hit the like button, share the stream. My name is Mauricio Rodriguez. You can follow me on Twitter at MAUNFL. That's M-A-U-NFL. And you can check out my articles over there on adcsports.com slash Dallas. Thank you for the support. See you tomorrow night. Bye-bye.